Cola Opera. Good morning. It's just shy of 10.07 here on the Pensacola Expert Panel. I'm Jenna Barr. Thanks for joining us this morning, listening to all of our different experts on different subjects this morning. We've got more here on Pep Talk. And if you would like a link or any information for what we are discussing, maybe right now you're going to want to buy some tickets, of course, uh, for Pensacola Opera's upcoming production of Rogers and Hammerstein's carousel. Really exciting. So let me go ahead and welcome. Actually, first, let me give the number 850-437-1620. That's 437-1620 here on Pep Talk. If you would like the link, I have it up and ready, and it'll be on our website here shortly at newsradio923.com. All you have to do is search carousel or Pensacola expert panel, Pensacola opera. But of course, Easiest thing is go online, PensacolaOpera.com. They've got all the links, even some music to listen to as well if you want to pull that up on your phone and listen after Corey leaves me, of course. So let me welcome our expert. We have artistic director Corey McKern joining me from Pensacola Opera. Good morning. Good morning. Pleasure to be here. Well, I'm excited to have you back. It's been a while. Last time we had a lot of fun, probably too much fun. <laughs> Never. With everyone in studio. But uh, tell me a little bit more, like uh, what's been going on with you uh, the past couple of months? There's been some changes, things you're adding to your plate. You're doing a lot for our community when it comes to music and opera. So just share a little bit more. Yeah, for myself, uh, you know, I spent most of my career as a freelance singer. And so um, being embedded in this community now and being the artistic director of the opera company has been uh, wonderful for me and so good that I added also, I teach at UWF and I'm now also the director of the Greer Williams School of Music at UWF. So uh, I've gone from being a freelance performer to all the administration you could possibly want in a short amount of time. Tell me a little bit how you go from the artistic directing side or how you even draw that into your teaching like component. How do you mix the two or separate it? How do you do all that? Because I know what it's like, you know, working multiple jobs, even in communications, and then you separate that. How do you kind of do that or do you have to even separate it? You just take all the knowledge I just, in. Yeah, it feels very, you know, it's all sort of uh, someone very wise once told me that as a performer, you need a lot of hoses trickling into one trough. So we're, we're used to, um, as performers, having diverse skill sets and doing a variety of things. And so I look at this in a similar fashion. You know, it's all, I love, uh, I've made my life in music and classical music. So there's a, a close bridge between the opera and the university, um, actively producing current opera and then actively trying to uh, teach this art form to the next generation, I find goes hand in hand really well. That's that's really cool. So uh, how many students do you have currently that you're teaching? Well, until this semester, I, I usually teach around 20, but because I've now added this administrative piece to the plate where I'm sort of um, hoping to shepherd the whole program and yes. serve the faculty, I'm teaching much less, but okay. I still have a, stu a studio of like 10 students and okay. then the administrative side 
Now, um, I was going to ask you, with that connection and your connection with the opera, are any of the students studying opera, or is, are they doing just a, a, gener, a general music ed? Or? Yeah, they, we do have a we have a degree in uh, music education and music performance. That's and, right. And, I, and also a Bachelor of Arts with an outside field, so you could get a BA in music and a psychology degree or a business degree, which is like uh, handy in this modern Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> and then, uh, and, and I have a lot of the students in the chorus of Carousel. Okay. Um, Hey, very so, cool. So they're getting an opportunity to work at, with professionals, and so I find it's a pretty symbiotic relationship between the two. And our the the faculty at UWF uh, performs on a very high level as well. Um, yeah. So yeah. So doing doing you've both. You've got a lot, and you're you're doing a lot, and of course, um, you're also uh, kind of directing some of the motion with this performance in general. I know Cody is conducting correct um there's a lot that happens behind the scenes when it comes to the whole production of any performance uh but let's start from the beginning and share a little bit of the story uh before we even get to the showtimes and upcoming performances with carousel tell me a little bit more about why pensacola opera chose this classic other than of course it being a classic yeah well it's it's interesting it's a so this is a golden age musical and uh we get some questions why are you doing a musical but in this day and age, a lot of opera companies are doing musicals, particularly this style of musical when it was created uh, in the golden age of musical theater. They didn't use microphones. They used a full orchestra. Um, and so often modern Broadway style is a little different than that aesthetic. So opera companies, we're bringing in classical singers. Uh, we, they are mic'd and we do have a full orchestra. And so seeing a piece like this that was written so well and, and written um, for our audiences, you know, albeit a while ago, a lot of um, opera comes from different countries and these great golden age musicals are sort of our version of opera. You know, it's real singing, it's real orchestration, it's um, a great story. And, and musicals are a little more complex than a typical opera. So we have, um, uh, thank goodness, Ballet Pensacola is involved, and they are. Uh, it's going to be really impressive what they're doing. It's a very choreographed. Um, they have a lot of dancing in the show, and it's yeah. it's helping us elevate this production, um, kind of to the next level. And so, you know, opera. We we often talk about. Um, if you saw Bohem, La Bohème's an amazing piece, and uh, but it's a little easier dramatically than trying to produce a full musical with. Uh, choreography, kids, a lot of moving parts in this. Okay, that's so. I was wondering where the like where the connection was happening because I follow Hannah. Um, I think it's a Holtzclaw Holtzclaw with uh, Ballet Pensacola, yes, and of course yes. I follow Derek. I've, sure. I will stalk them all. I guess is <laughs> a better way to put it on social media. Yeah. Follow is the just the nice term. Yeah, sure. Right. So I was watching some of their practices this past weekend. Yeah. And yeah, it looks like there's a lot going into this performance. So really why bring in Ballet Pensacola and bring so much production into um, Carousel? Is it just all well, different levels or is it the story? Yeah, you know, we're trying to do it as, uh, we're trying to do it the right way. You know, the professionalism of Ballet Pensacola is going to add something to our production that we, we couldn't have without them. And we have our director, Greg Ganakis, is from New York and is a, a veteran of Broadway, off-Broadway. Uh, he started as a theater director, uh, a choreographer and theater director, and then did a good amount of opera, but essentially as a theater guy. And so if you're going to bring in a theater guy to direct musical theater, you have to provide him the resources 
um, to do it the best way possible. And so it's my job as the producer to uh, provide him as much as humanly possible without spending as much as humanly possible. <laughs> so that's a delicate balance that, that is my job to navigate. It's like my everyday balance. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, well, okay. So also I want to mention not only is are these performances happening uh, the 17th and the 19th of this month, but this is closing out the 40th anniversary season. So is that why it's also a big deal? Yeah. You want to go out with a bang? We do. You know, we <laughs> wanted to produce something that was um, interesting, eye-catching, and uh, impressive, right? Yeah. Our 40th, trying to use marshal all of our resources this 40th season, starting with our the concert we did, 44, where that had 16 singers, and then uh, Bohème and uh, the quintessential Italian opera, and now ending with this American musical that is taking a lot to produce, right? Right. Okay, and so also... Uh, let's see, right here. The greatest musical of the 20th century. Uh, this is a quote from Time Magazine about Rodgers and Hammerstein's carousel. And so I feel, feel like that's a heavy thing to kind of follow up to and, uh, you know, be able to go, all right, we're going to really do this the right way. So it is happening at the Sanger. It is. It's it at is the happening Sanger. at the Sanger, which I bet gives you guys pretty ample space to be able to move around and have movement and flow. Um, so let's share a little bit of the story without giving away the good meat of the story. So Carousel is interesting because it's not, you know, there's a lot of dancing and a lot of bright colors, but it's it's a little on the dark side in a, in a very, um, uh, I would say, an interesting way. It's about this this carnival carousel barker who's sort of a the bad boy type and he meets a young woman named julie and uh they fall in love even though he's not the fallen in love type uh and they get married and um a little bit of trouble ensues you know he's, he doesn't have his job any longer at the carousel and she's um trying to support him and he has some anger issues i mean it's a really a kind of a quintessential blue collar story mm, that's what um, i was gonna say i feel like this is like an episode of jerry springer but yeah it's yeah like, <laughs> yeah and then and and but he, it's gonna be like glamorous i'm so excited you it, know i've actually never seen it i've seen like bits and pieces because sure. my mom would buy me like different videos i was obsessed with musicals and yeah, operas yeah. as a kid i've shared this with you and so i've seen like bits and pieces and you can go on youtube and see some older performances which are crazy to see from the yeah, 80s and, sure. and now yeah. see what we can do but when you think about it you're like actually this is probably really relatable for a lot of people it totally it really is and and just like in in opera there we call it verismo when when opera started telling the truth the truth of real people um and real stories and and this is is that also this is a, a, a story about real human beings that find redemption through tough times so yeah. um billy ultimately julie gets uh, pregnant and when billy knows he's going to have a child he kind of changes his tune um and he wants to get some money and unfortunately the way he wants to get some money is to rob a guy um and it, it doesn't happens. it doesn't go well uh even though his intention is in the right place and then the story switches a little bit to kind of it's in a wonderful life feel where mm -hmm. um uh Billy has kind of a guardian angel that helps him kind of see what's important. Um, but it's also, it's incredible music. It's some of the greatest, it really is some of the greatest music ever written for, for theater. Um, and I feel like the time frame that it was written in, which would have been, is it the 40s, right? Yeah. That it, it was composed, It you know, it had that message a lot with families was 
to do the right thing, you know, really recognize what matters in life. Not like we don't have messages now like that. We definitely do. But to kind of bring us back to what's important, right? You fell in love for a reason. You started a family for a reason, right? So really what's important in life. So it's good messaging too. Yeah. And I I think it was ahead of its time in the sense of, of, you know, these were issues that were certainly going on, but um, not talked about so openly. And so this was sort of a subtle way to find a, a true story about family. Uh, in that I love sense. it. And and we have a fabulous cast. Um, yeah, I was going to ask. First of all, I'm looking at all the headshots, and I'm going to need to get me one of Katrina's headshots. With <laughs> I'm going to use my my uh, my fan back here. Yes. It's like the most perfect headshot I've ever seen in my life. I'm so impressed yeah, by fabulous. it. She's um, fabulous. A wonderful actress. Uh, she's and starring singer. as Julie Jordan. Correct. And, and Wes Mason is Billy Bigelow, the two uh, major leads. And they're um, both fantastic in these roles. And um, I, I'm assuming that they are not from Pensacola. They're from... Correct. Um, Wes is actually finishing his doctorate at the University of Michigan. Um, and Wes and I are, are colleagues, have known each other uh, for quite a while. And uh, I'm not sure where Katrina is in from, but she's here with her husband and her dogs. Um, you know, they have, uh, we're, we're lucky to have them in our community. But it really is a powerhouse-packed cast the more I read about them and the more I see it's it really is incredible what you guys are putting together so any kind of difficulties that you guys you know had to overcome any speed bumps that happened along the way or do you feel like now in the 40th season you've ironed out a lot of those wrinkles well you know it's all uh it's the 40th season of the opera but it's my first season so it's my job to figure out what the wrinkles what the are re- and then <laughs> iron, tell you. Yeah. iron them out yeah. and you know you know um chief cook and bottle washer i uh we had to have a certain amount of props and a certain amount of scenery in the room before we started we we this this production was created in virginia uh, for Virginia Opera in 1996, and the director that's directing created it. So we're we're importing the production from Virginia. Oh, cool! But because we had to have this stuff early, the there was only one real option to get them, and that was for me to fly to Virginia and drive them back in a Penske Nuh-uh. truck. So I did that. Uh, no pressure. No Don't pressure. break anything. I didn't. I, I got the insurance. <laughs> But I made it back safely, and uh, going, everything's he's here. He's that guy. If you passed him on 85, he was going 60 in the in the lane. <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. Yeah. <laughs> it was precious cargo. I totally get it. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. So, why did you choose those materials and and for the production? Is it just to stay authentic, or well, because this was his original production. Obviously, okay, it's, okay. we're we're importing the production um, the way it was done, and he's recreating it here. And so that is so um, cool. And it's a it's a beautiful production designed in 1996 by a guy named Erhard Rahm, who's since gone on to major prominence, and is just aesthetically one of the most beautiful designers. So this is going to be Bohem was incredible. I, I loved the the set for Bohem, um, and this is this production is a step above that. And so we're um, right now in the midst of figuring out how to make that as seamless as possible when we get in the theater. Um, now, I have to bring up, because, Corey, you do have a love for students, and hey, if you want me to text you the link this morning, I can text you the direct link for PensacolaOpera.com, and if you even search Carousel Pensacola Opera, it does pop up on your Google search, but it's easier if I can just text it to your phone so you have it, and of course, we're going to share the performance dates and times for you in just 
a moment. The number to text in for the information is 850-437-1620. Good morning. I'm Jenna Barr sitting down with artistic director Corey McKern from Pensacola Opera. We are closing out four decades of opera, not closing out the opera, but closing out this season with performances of Rodgers and Hammerstein's Carousel. And so I wanted to mention students, not only because this is something special for it, but because of your love for teaching and um, raising up lovers of music and the opera. So Wednesday, March 15th at the Sanger Theater um, is a student dress rehearsal. So tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, so we open up those um, that rehearsal in particular to student groups that want to come. And and uh, for Bohem, we had 250 folks, um, which is a good amount. Whoa. And uh, I think it's a little less for Carousel because we're up against uh, spring break. Um, oh, yeah. And so a lot of kids aren't in, but we, we just, we offer it, um, you know, as much as possible. We want to expose what we do to the whole community. Yeah. doesn't mean you have to like it. Um, but you know, when I was, a when I was their age, when I was a student, um, being raised in Pelham, Alabama, I never saw any opera. I never saw anything like this. Um, and so it's sort of our job to be evangelistic of sorts, yeah. um, you know, pr- promoting our our art form that we love that we all fell in love with right so um so we like to open it up to students and we also have a wonderful program called um voices for change where we're working with several uh non-profits uh pace center for girls um there's a a girls home in milton a couple other places uh to bring young women um into the opera on the matinee performance and they get to um they get to have their hair and makeup done. They get to buy a dress. They get fed at the salon, and then they get to come to the opera. That's another program we're promoting, um, Voices for Change, which has been uh, very powerful for us. That is really cool and encouraging. I love that. I mean, you don't realize kind of how special you feel when you get to go to a performance like that, especially somebody who just may not have the resources or be in that proper moment in life to be able to go and purchase the tickets themselves or go with family and friends just because of wherever they're at, you know, and so they deserve it too. I think that's a really cool opportunity. And hey, if you're listening and you have that homeschool group, uh, this is a family friendly event um, when it comes to carousel. So if you have that homeschool group, because I know homeschoolers and some of the schools are actually different with spring break. I've recently found out like private schools are a little different. They don't all follow the Escambia County or Santa Rosa County, Okaloosa County um, school board calendar. So I think that's something too to think about too. Maybe you can get a, a group of homeschool students together and enjoy it. I think they deserve it too, especially being able to enjoy a performance. And for five bucks a ticket for students, chaperone tickets, $8, it really is affordable to be able to enjoy entertainment in Pensacola as, you know, in, in, in general, right? But right. Something like that is really neat. And that's happening Wednesday, March 15th, 7 p.m. at the Singer. If you would like to make reservations, the number is 850-433-6737. I can also text this information to you from our text line at 437-1620. But then we're going to talk about the carousel performance. Of course, tickets are available online through Ticketmaster or over the phone, 850-433-6737. Of course, you can also go in person to the Pensacola Opera um, office. And um, I can put all this information on online at uh, newsradio92.3.com. But 
So tickets range still really affordable from $25 to about $100 or so. Um, but you're going to be doing a pre-show talk. So tell me what that's going to be. Yeah. So our conductor, our music director, Cody Martin, uh, before the show, will give a talk about um, a lot of the musical themes, a lot of the plot themes, and kind of just uh, a setup, a preparation, so that you can en- enjoy the show with a little more knowledge. Because um, it is in English, correct. right? This is in English. And there will be English subtitles correct. still. Okay. Yes, there will be. But hopefully um, the diction's good enough. You can understand the words. Yeah. I mean, it is kind of nice to get a little bit for anybody like let's say the, the homeschool group does show up right and yeah. they're new to all of this um i remember like my first time going to a performance i was probably in like fifth fourth or fifth grade and i was like i don't even know what's happening <laughs> like what are they talking about this guy's crying or is she crying is yeah, happy yeah. what's happening i don't know <laughs> you know i do I, I have some i i always invite a lot of my friends and if they haven't been to an opera they're like you know it took me a little bit to look at the subtitles and then watch the the show, but truthfully, opera, musical theater, the plots are pretty broad, right? Right, that's um, true. I love you, you love me, I yeah. killed you, you killed me. Killing what, somebody, you know, yeah. Killing somebody, <laughs> spraying her eyes at the end. And so it's the the, the reason opera is powerful is that, that are these thoughts, these emotions spread out over time using music is the yeah. powerful part. It's not, um, it's not the most complex story points usually right and you can also catch the humor in it i think that's the cool part as well um so performances let's get into the nitty-gritty for performances of course like i mentioned sanger theater is the location so it's your lucky day friday march 17th is the first performance um for ticket holders outside of the student event uh which will be friday march 17th at 7 30 p.m this is at the sanger theater i mentioned go online pensacolaopera.com yes i will text you the information here um and then we have the sunday performance march 19th at 2 p.m at the sanger theater do you have any um inkling of how full we are right it's now? selling really well um it's you know if you're gonna buy tickets, uh, please do. We're up against uh, St. Patrick's Day, Spring Break, Gallery Night. So there's a lot going on. Um, but I think that uh, I think this is gonna be a unique production, and I would encourage anyone that's interested to pull the trigger because um, it's a really excellent uh, show, and this this production is unique. And I didn't want to forget, We, I mean, we have a little over a minute left, even though I wanted to play a little bit more music here in just a second. I didn't want to leave out um, your presenting sponsor. And um, the sponsor is, is it David Richberg? David Richberg. Richberg, excuse me. And this is in memory of, I guess, somebody special to him or to y'all. Uh, Norman Ricks. Correct. His partner that passed away. Oh, okay. And uh, David's a wonderful, if, if anyone knows David, he's a wonderful guy, a wonderful supporter, and uh, we're, we're incredibly grateful um, to both he and Norm for all they've done and uh, appreciative of David doing this. Yeah, that's really cool. I, I saw that. I kind of circled that real quick. Like, Jenna, don't forget that. I know how important it is to honor sponsors um, for not only they're the financial support. Of course, that's so important. Thank you. Uh, money, money talks and walks and does all the things to help us get what we need to get. Right. But also uh, when it is in memory of somebody special, um, it's 
only appropriate to honor. And so with such a big production, so much going into it between the Pensacola Opera and Ballet Pensacola at Sanger Theater, we definitely want to honor those who help make it happen. So 40th anniversary season is coming to a close with Rodgers and Hammerstein's Carousel, March 17th, 7.30 p.m. and March 19th at 2 p.m. at the Sanger Theater. If you would like to get a group of students together for the March 15th at 7 p.m. performance, make sure you contact 850-433-6737. Man, we ran out of time. Thanks so much. Good to see you as always. (laughs) Thanks, Corey. And you can catch this entire episode online at newsradio92.3.com.